friends. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen. This is your girl, Gwen. It is Sunday, March 7th. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. However, I'm on hiatus, so y'all got left. My bad. So look, we still in the panoramic and, you know, a year later. And so I felt like I wanted to give you an update, but it's actually specifically about what could take me out of my hiatus for a hot second, which was coming to America 2, as I like to call it, although they're using number two, but it's coming to America 2, because coming to America is my favorite movie of all time, and Amazon just released it, Amazon Prime, so I watched it, and I was seeing some people talk about it, and there's like a group chat going on on my phone about it, so I said, you know... Like when just come out of, you know, retirement a little bit for a quick, quick critique feedback on it. But I don't want to give spoilers, right? Or like minimal spoilers. So if you didn't see it, I would say watch it first. But if you don't plan to see, you could listen. But I'm going to really try not to give spoilers so you can watch it for yourself and figure out what you want to do. So before I go into that very quickly, because I want this to be a short, quick and sweet episode, what have I been doing? So real talk, I have actually mad episodes in the vault that I have not edited to release because I'm on like my Marie Kondo feeling like does it spark joy and like for the last few months podcasting or maybe editing has not <laughs> sparked joy for my black ass so that's why you didn't get anything so that's where it is I will take them off the cutting room floor though and give them out because they are some great episodes and it's going to be old but y'all going to get what I give you and that's that and not because I don't love you but look you know times is rough and this is self-care for me um, so there's that. Many of you know I have been on the Korean How You Wave. So heavy into K dramas. That's a whole life. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole spirit. It's a whole lesson. And there's a whole community out there. So if you're into that, actually, you can follow me on TikTok because that's where I play these days. I don't know anything about Facebook and definitely nothing about Instagram. But where I am right now, my aesthetic is K dramas. Korean movies and Asian stuff, Asian movies, rather like entertainment. So that's where we are right now as my self-care through this panorama. So, but what took me out of like, and literally I have not watched any content that was not basically Korean, Japanese, or Taiwanese for the last like five months, honestly. Um, But coming to America was an exception. So I just want to talk about my overall feeling about it. It's a little bit under two hours. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. I guess you can pay for it on Amazon if you don't have Prime. And, you know, look, I went into this not having, I had very low expectations. I had very low expectations because Coming to America, the original, is a classic, a classic, an instant classic from the mid 80s, I believe. And till this day, it just slaps and hits in a different way, just culturally iconic, right? So to come out with a sequel, especially if we're in this whole era where everyone's doing remakes and sequels and this and that and redos and, you know, it just probably wasn't going to be hitting, you know what I mean? It just really wasn't. So I just had very low expectations. And then I saw people complaining all over the internet <laughs> about it. And then even through group chat, my cousin was like, I don't think you're going to like it. I was like, well, I didn't expect to like it. So let's see. So I'm going to come out the gate. My assessment. It was okay. I would give it a C minus, but to be fair, I'll just say a C. It, it was just average. So you could say it was mediocre, which is good if you thought it was going to be an F, right? But it's not good considering the bar being set so high for the first one, which you know, which is always the problem with something like this, right? So I just want to do quick pros and cons of what I saw 
with coming to America too and assess it on your own and see what you think. So let's start with the good stuff. Pros, I love to see these actors working 35 years later and seeing what they look like now and having this opportunity to be on screen. It is, it was like a hug, you know what I mean? Like a warm hug home, like, hey, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, hey, you know, it was great to see it. Black does not crack, clearly, okay? Everyone looked great, right? The wife, Lisa McDowell, <laughs> she looks great, but we've seen her recently. If you guys watch any Tolerary stuff, haven't have not, she was on that a couple years ago. She looks excellent. Eddie Murphy looks great, right? Semi, I'm calling him Semi because I'm, my mind is blanking on his real name. Arsenio Hall, you know, he looks okay. Like, I'm not going to say he looks casket sharp, but like casket sharp adjacent. But he's trying. So, you know, he's hanging on there by black standards, right? And a black person. So let's be clear on that. I'm giving you guys by black standards in terms of aging processes, okay? Everyone doesn't have the same age process, I'm just saying. So from black standards, Eddie looks good. James L. Jones looks great, okay? You know, look, hey, everybody looks great. Uh, it just, I felt like Arsenio a little bit, you know, Madame Tussauds, a little waxy looking, but you know, we're not. The Flowers lady, Garcelle, uh, who used to be on the Jamie Foxx show, who's on The Real, she looked great. She was, you know, still handing out the flowers. The dude who sings, She's Your Queen to Be. He, you know, every, you know, it was it was just great. Just the nostalgia of seeing people and people, and, and you know, in their same roles. And now, thirty five years later, it's just great to see them. You know, see people, uh, you know, the crew back together. So that's positive. That's a pro. That's why you'd want to see it, and it, you know, makes your heart sing and warm when you see that. So absolutely amazing. Love to see that. Love to see it. Definitely a pro. Um, I also it was a little bit meta in a way. Um, because. If you think about it, I think, and I don't know because I didn't do any research, but I, I feel like if I recall correctly, and I think a sign I saw for a poster in the movie, maybe it came out around 1986, maybe 87, 86, maybe. And so if you guys think about it, The Lion King came after. The Lion King came out in the 90s. So for James Earl Jones to be the father on Coming to America and then to be Mufasa, right? Like there's going to be some meta ass jokes, right? So I was like, okay, you know, hey, this is cool, you know, you know, references, love that. I love, to, I th- love to like that. Also, they like had like a critique in the script of redos, rebakes, etc. Now the thing about it is that they're trying to be tongue in cheek and be funny, but truth be told, like this wasn't hitting the mark. So I was like, ah, uh, your joke flopped because y'all wasn't hitting the mark okay so there is that but that was that was still a pro like just for them to try to do that and you know they they tried to I think make it more inclusive like you know David O whatever was singing and it had like Africa you know I felt like there was a more modern vibe to it which is important especially if it's going to be depicted in 2021 so you know at the top of my head those are my four pros okay look I gave you guys some positive things in terms of critique uh, what I would say are the cons. The script was mediocre at best. The script wasn't great. It really wasn't. I was like, mm, y'all could have really done more with the script than that. Okay. Um, product placement was a lot of people's criticism. There was a lot of product placement in this. Now, as a person who I told you who is going to the dark side of K-dramas, I'm like so accustomed to that. Like product placement is life. So it doesn't bother me at all in the least. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like I said, I don't want to give spoilers, but there's a point where there's a kiss. And I was like, "Mm, y'all didn't do a good, you didn't do this right. Because you needed some guidance from our 
good director friends in Korea who can really let you blow stuff up, make it linger, make you have film. I was like, that was a moment opportunity and y'all didn't seize it where that could have just cinem- cinematically, cinematographically, whatever I'm looking for, could have been really more powerful or just draw, just drawn the audience in more and it was like, eh, okay, whatever. So that was something I was like, mm, that's a miss, right? That was not cool. The other thing that I would say was kind of a miss was no soul glow references there was not a mention not a nary not no one said nothing about soul glow how is that even possible now you could say oh well no one has a jerry curl in 2021 it doesn't matter like a jerry curl is a hairstyle that might be one of the few ones that will probably never ever come back you know how fashion comes back you know goes in circles I don't think that's going to come back. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to come back. But at the same token, it was so iconic. And then especially in the context of this movie, how dare you not have a Soul Glow reference? Like, come on, right? And then speaking of that, along besides the fact that, you know, we didn't see Jerry Curl. There's no reference to Jerry Curl. We didn't see Homeboy, uh, Eric LaSalle. I can't remember his name on the original one. But the one who played her boyfriend, um... You know, her rich boyfriend in the original, he he wasn't there. He was, I was like, we, I mean, really? I mean, I don't know what she was going to do, but he had to have to be some type of something, you know, again, iconic. Shit, y'all do something meta again, because I think he became like a doctor on Scrubs or some show or something. Do something meta where like a character for something else comes up. Like, do something. Like, I feel like there were uh, so many opportunities where this grip could be so tight and be hilarious with inside jokes for the original fans of the movie, plus trying to get the, you know, Gen Z along on it. it you, you could make a balance, but this was just, you know, I, I heard someone say it was like a Disney movie. It was just, um, yeah, it, it didn't have the grit or like that authenticity of the first one. And I look, obviously it's 35 years later, people are more mature, fine. But, you know, I just think, you know, if I give a con, I just think with American entertainment in general, we just are lacking originality. And yes, you could say it's a sequel, that's why. But aside from it, being a sequel, if you're going to do, you have such a good baseline to work from, from the original. And I'm not saying everyone, everyone's going to always give critique, right? But I feel like there was just so much more you could have done just because of how great that was. And then also so much, so much has happened since then, right? So, you know, that's, those are kind of my main critiques. I'm not going to get too much into details. A couple more positives, because I want to sandwich the feedback, right? So I want to sandwich it with you know, positive, negative, positive. So pros again, um, I think Wesley Snipes did an amazing job. Again, glad to see him working. He looks good too. Blast on crack. He looks great. For everything he's been through, come on, Mr. Snipes. You came through um, looking great. So I was excited about seeing that. You know, I thought that was like spot on for him to be on it. Um, what else did I think? I also love seeing there were like sometimes some clips of footage from the original, like when they were kind of looking back. And so it's just, you know, it's just the nostalgia. The, the pro of it is going to be 
the nostalgia regardless, right? And, you know, the last pro I'll say is just what was key and to me the best things that did the most for this whole thing, the barbershop scenes were amazing. Like, they were just great. Not amazing, I shouldn't say that, but they were good. You know, they were really good. And I think they stayed true to the original where you, that was where you had a glimpse of, oh, shit, yeah, coming to America. Yeah, this is why it's the OG classic greatest movie of all time. You know, not just for me personally, like I just love it. Coming to America just gives me the original, gives me so many feelings, and it's so funny. And you know, baby, I was like a little baby basically when it came out. But as you grow up watching it, and even coming to America the original, I remember as I grew up and I would go to different countries and see dub versions, and people knew it and the jokes. You know, I remember in Spain, it, was, it wasn't it was even called Coming to America. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was called The Princess of Munda, the title, right? Because you change the titles depending on the language. But just for it to be so well-known and the jokes, it, it, it just hits. It's a classic. So this sequel, like I said, mediocre. It's a C. I, I mean, I guess support it. I'm not saying not to support it. I mean, give them their checks or residuals. I mean, where you know, went straight to DVD, right? Went to straight to which is Amazon. It went straight to Prime. So you know, I don't know how that whole thing works um, in terms of their their checks. But it, I didn't hate it. Definitely didn't love it. Definitely won't watch it again. It was okay. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, and I and I think a fair commentary. And my cousin and I were texting was that you know we shouldn't accept mediocre content in this day and age. And that's true. And that's true. And so there's that. But, you know, watch it for yourself. See what you want to say. I, I gave it a C. Now, a lot of people were harsh. People are going to give a straight F. So look, if I gave it a C, look, I'm saying you can watch it. May you need to pause it and come back? Maybe. May you get frustrated be like, what is this? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but for nostalgia's sake, I think if you have enough nostalgia Actually, I'm lying because there are a lot of people who had nostalgia couldn't get through it. Look, um, I guess I, for me, I'm being nice. So it was a C. It was okay. I see what they tried to do. Did they execute it well? Absolutely not. But it was cute. You know what I'm saying? It was I. It was, you know, okay. And there's that. You just, just nostalgia. Was just, I was just happy to see where everybody was, you know, getting a job, getting a check 35 years later in a pandemic. And that's why Mary had a little lamb. So that's facts. So I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, at some point, I will come back to podcasting regularly, posting regularly, and definitely, you know, getting my backlog out, but not anytime soon. But if you want to see where I'm active, and, and don't, actually, be careful. I'm not telling you to follow me on TikTok either. Um, only if you're into K-dramas, basically. <laughs> TikTok is a crazy place, too. So, um, but it's a very fun place, so that's where I am these days. I hope you're all doing well, being safe. I'm still taking precautions because the pandemic is not over for those of you who are getting the vaccine you know definitely keep trying to get I know it's hard depending where you live it's not easy um, in terms of distribution but we'll see what happens for the rest of the year so stay safe be blessed and if you want check out coming to America 2 on Amazon peace (music) 